a, a chapter. It is one of the best chapters concerning fasting, concerning coming before the Lord in the right attitude, right motive, and seeing all the things that God will do. And so let me encourage you to take Isaiah 58, that chapter, and just, just meditate upon that during this time. Amen? All right. Morning, everyone. Okay, twenty-five minutes. Let's do this. Take a whole thirty. Okay, thank you. Right. Three parts of scripture that we're going to read today. Um, if you see the bulletin, I normally hand in the, the the blurb that which is written on the bulletin in by Wednesday, so Miss Faith can check my grammar mistakes, my spelling fix anything that's wrong, and then she can put it on there by Friday. So who knows from Wednesday to Sunday, the Lord has Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night to speak in a dream, to tell you something else. So the 25 minutes we have is not going to line up with that today, once again. So, but it's still good. Okay. Acts chapter 2, verse 40 to 47. This is our main scripture reading here. And we promised Pastor Doug that we would study this and meditate on this. So let's go there. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. When those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily in, the accord, in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Second part of scripture, please. Acts chapter 9, same book, verse 31. I want you to catch something in all three of these parts of scripture that we're going to read. There's, there's a main theme in each part of scripture that we're reading. So Acts chapter 9, verse 31. This is now when Paul comes, Paul is saved, converted. He starts preaching the way. And look what happens now. It says in verse 31 of chapter 9, Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Right. Then we go to Isaiah chapter 11. I'm going to read verse 1 to 3. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Did you catch the same thing that in every part of Scripture, what was going on? The fear of the Lord. Because of the fear of the Lord, 
first two, the church was growing. People were in peace. People were spending their time and their lives together. People weren't afraid to give to their brethren out of what was theirs. Why? Because of the fear of the Lord. We hear a lot about grace, which is amazing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. But we do not hear that much about the fear of the Lord. Because it's so much easier to rely on grace than it, is, than it is to partake of the fear of the Lord. It's so much easier to sit back and just relax in the grace of God than to actually stand up and fight in the fear of the Lord with what we're facing. But in these three parts of Scripture, every single one of them mentions the fear of the Lord. Now, if Jesus operated in the fear of the Lord, how much more do you and I need to operate there in? But not only did Jesus operate in the fear of the Lord, it mentions the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel and might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. But then it goes on. It gives us a little added tidbit. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. His delight. So Psalms tells us when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. So we think about delight. What is the light? Praising him, loving him, all of those things are good. But when we look at Jesus, what was his delight? The fear of the Lord. And we are going to today, this is what God told me on Friday, woke up, made breakfast for Nathan, just sitting down praying, don't have a Bible, just anything. And I don't know sometimes how to explain spiritual things in English words. But God gave me specific instruction today how we are going to cry out to him for the fear of the Lord as we enter this fast. So we are going to do that as a corporate body today. Even just today, hearing Pastor Doug McMurray going to a library in 1986, just trusting and believing that the Spirit told him to do that. Going out there all that way, why? I have no idea. What are you going to find? I have no idea. Why are you doing this? Because of the fear of the Lord. And now today, trips to Israel, native people coming to, all of this, the vice, Korea, Japan, all of this coming together, why? Because of maybe one act of the fear of the Lord. Would it not have been so much easier back in 1986 to just say, man, I don't understand why, this doesn't really make sense. I'm under grace, you know, God will give me another chance. And then we might not have been having this conversation and the testimony we are having today because of one act of obedience. That even at that very time, going there, not knowing how it's going to work was, why are you here? Because I honestly believe that this is what God wants me to do. You do not have to understand everything that you believe God is telling you to do. You do have to walk in the fear of the Lord when he tells you what to do, and then the understanding shall come. See, many times we look for the understanding, and even Elizabeth today said at one stage, stop looking for the whole answer. You don't need to know everything. That's not your security. Your security is the Lord. So in the fear of the Lord doing this, because I believe God told me, I don't know what the outcome is. One day we're going to speak to a man called Abram. And we'll have long conversations with him about what did it feel like to leave everything you knew, to go to a place that you didn't know, but because of the fear of the Lord, you said, okay, we're going. 
and we'll talk for eternity to come about that one decision of faith in the fear of the Lord. And you and I today, every day when we wake up, there's a, there's a time, there's a place, there's a thing for us to walk in the fear of the Lord. And that can change mankind's history. You and I are placed here to change the history of mankind. You may think that's a wild statement. You way out there. Yes, I am. Because God didn't cause us to be here if we weren't supposed to change history for all mankind. God didn't make us, have us born in this time, go to the cross, do everything he did so that we can say, well, we can just live a little mediocre life, go to sleep, wake up, pray for one or two things to happen and be happy with that. The Spirit of God is so much greater than that on the inside of us. So fear of the Lord will bring us to situations like that. Just the fear of the Lord. You know, we're so scared of fear. And, and let me, don't run out of the church saying I'm preaching hypocrisy and blasphemy here. Please listen to my whole statement before you run. Fear is a good thing. Hear me. Fear is a good thing. The only bad thing about fear is that it's twisted. Fear is a good thing. The enemy cannot make anything. He cannot create anything. So what he does is he takes what God has created and he twists it. That's why we call it perverted. That's why God says in his word, Isaiah 55, let the perverted, let the twisted, let the unrighteous forsake and give up his thoughts because my ways are higher than yours. So fear, what is fear? If I walk down the street and all of a sudden a pit bull jumps over the fence and there's spit and slobber all over his mouth and he's chasing me and he's ready to bite, what is the fear inside of me saying? I have complete trust. I have complete faith in that thing's ability to harm me. That's fear. So what is fear? It's twisted faith. That's fear. That's why I say fear is a good thing. Fear is bad. That's why the Bible says over and over and over again, do not fear. Do not let fear in your heart. Don't let fear come near you. Why? Because fear is twisted. But what is the root of fear? Not the root cause, but the root of fear is twisted faith. So God made faith. He gave us the ability to believe, to trust, to completely put our trust in him 100%. And the enemy took that and he perverted it. And now when someone says, oh, you have cancer, now fear comes. The twisted faith in that thing's ability to do me harm. When that shouldn't be there. That's why God says do not fear. So that's why fear is a good thing. But it's twisted faith. So the fear of the Lord. What is the Lord's name? Mighty God. So the fear of mighty God. What is fear? Complete trust. Complete faith. Putting my everything that I believe in. Mighty God. That's the fear of the Lord. So now when a situation comes and I have the, all my trust, 
everything that I believe I put in mighty God, there can't be fear of that thing's ability to damage me anymore. So now that fear is a good thing, the fear of the Lord. It's not being scared. And in every one of these parts of Scripture, what happened? These people had the fear of the Lord. What happened? They multiplied. They were in peace. Holy Spirit was there. That's the fear of the Lord that he's talking about. What's another name of the Lord? And we can go through until morning. Uh, Prince of Peace. So the fear, the complete trust, putting my everything that I hold dear to in the Prince of Peace. So when any circumstance comes my way, you've lost your job, you've got this doctor's report, you're going somewhere, you don't know where you go, what you're going to do with the kids, okay, I put my complete trust, my complete fear, my complete adoration, everything I believe, I put in the Prince of Peace. Now I walk in the fear of the Lord. Now there's no place for fear twisted using my ability to believe in good for the enemy's ways. That's why fear is good, because it's twisted faith. Fear is what the enemy took that God made and perverted it. That's why God says, don't have the fear of the world, but have the fear of the Lord. Because the beginning of wisdom, the beginning, people lack wisdom, they lack knowledge, they're looking for where, why don't I have this? Why? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, let's get that. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, and we can obviously quote these verses off by heart. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Who likes confidence? We all do. Confidence is such an amazing thing. When you walk in confidence, even the way you walk changes. Have you seen people who have confidence? Not being cocky, not being arrogant, but just, I got this. This is going to work out the way I plan it to work out. You can see it everywhere. You can see it in a business. Whether you like a person or not, but when a person can stand behind a podium, no matter where he is, and say, I make lots of money. I make deals. I will get people to work, whether you like him or not. The confidence in that person is something like, oh my goodness, how does he do that? But he walks with something in him that he is assured of. And you are not going to deter him and tell him, you can't do it. When you watch sports people who know when they walk onto a field and their heads are up and they're ready, we're going to play this game and we're going to win. That's not a good opponent to be against. And when you and I have the confidence, because you see, many times we pray believing that God doesn't hear us because we don't know what his will is. Now, we're not very confident when we go up against the enemy. But when we are confident that this is God's will, I will not back down until I see his will performed in my life. This is where I stand until his will comes to pass. So help me, God. 
Now you can enter the ring with the enemy because now that's not going to change. That's confidence. And anyone who comes against you that does not have your confidence, they're going down. So confidence here, it says that you and I can pray. And if we ask anything according to the will of God, anything according to his will, today you and I are going to ask, we're going to cry out for the fear of the Lord. Did we just read now that it's God's will? Did Jesus have the fear of the Lord? Yes. So would it be good? Would it be wise? Would it be acceptable for him that we walk in the fear of the Lord? So when we cry out today, what can we have? Confidence that we are going to walk in the fear of the Lord. What is that fear? When something comes my way that is not of God, that the confidence in God that I have, because I walk in the fear of the Lord, means I am going to be an overcomer in this situation. Too many times... People use grace as the emergency exit instead of the fear of the Lord as the front door. I'll say that again. Too many times people use grace as the emergency exit. What does that mean? When you're in an emergency, it's already a bit late. That's why it's called emergency. So you sit in a bus, you sit in a train, you sit in a building, it says emergency window Kick out, kick to get out. That's emergency. You are in trouble already. And so many times when the enemy brings a, a situation along our way, a temptation, a trial, something, many, many times people fall back and say, well, you know, we in the new covenant, we under grace, which is true. It's all true. But instead of using the grace of God as your emergency exit, why not stand in the fear of the Lord and stand against that thing and run out through the open front door? Because that door is always open. Do not use grace for something that we should be standing up in the face of everything Jesus did for us on the cross and say, I'd rather use grace than the fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord is sometimes harder to the flesh. It's so much easier. And this is me. Week after week, month after month, go out, drink, party, do all that. And then what? Lord, I'm sorry. Please, thank you for your grace. Instead of standing in the fear of the Lord and just saying, you know what, I'm not going there to start with. The fear of the Lord, I know, is not his will for me to enter and move into that place. So now I have a choice. Every weekend, Walk in the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, or just fall back and sit on His grace. And you know what? His grace never ended, never ended, never ended. But I never started moving in the perfect will of God until I started moving in the fear of the Lord. And we have a choice. Do you want to just live in grace, live in grace, live in grace, or do you want to stand and go forward in the fear of the Lord? It's our choice. Because you see, grace actually, Titus 2, we don't have time, but it says that grace empowers us. It's not an excuse to sin, it's a power to overcome sin. To live righteously in this day and in this age. How do we do that? By partaking of the fear of the Lord. Because you see, we have the Holy One on the inside. The Holy One. He's not called holy for nothing. The Holy One dwells on the inside. 
So when that desire of the flesh comes up, the Holy One says, don't do that. Don't walk in that. Don't go there. Rather, don't go. Don't answer that telephone when you see that name. Don't turn on the computer late at night when there's no one with you. Don't go watch that movie all by yourself. Don't go and have just one little drink. Don't go and say just one little word behind their back. Because while we're thinking this, the Holy One is saying, "Uh uh-uh, no. Stand up in the fear of the Lord and say, you know what? I'm not going to turn on the computer. I'm going to go to sleep now. Or I'm going to pray. I'm going to watch something else. I'm not going there with those guys just to have one. Because one always becomes two. Two always becomes four. And after that, I can't remember no more. That was me. That was me. So we stand today with an amazing opportunity to fall back on grace, which is so amazing. Each and every one of us here are here because of grace. But man, wouldn't it be amazing if each and every one of us start walking in what God has created us to do because we stand and our delight is in the fear of the Lord. So when that telephone rings and you see that name, you're like, thank you, Jesus, that I have the ability not to answer. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they think. I thank you, Lord, for your fear. I receive wisdom right now as I do not even answer that phone. The beginning of wisdom. I walk now in your wisdom and your ways. I choose and my delight is in the fear of the Lord. So what we're going to do is we are going to cry out. Cry out for the fear of the Lord. If you don't want to, that's okay. God bless you. But if you want to start walking in more wisdom and knowledge than you had this morning when you entered this place, as we enter this fast to hear him, because he's always talking. It's just us not hearing because there's so many distractions. So instead of having grace and all the goodness of God that brings us to repentance, which it does, let's cry out and say, Jesus, I want to walk in what you walked in. Knowledge. All those things in Isaiah, but I want my delight to be in the fear of the Lord. That is reverence. That is honor. That is sticking with him when no one else will. That if he should ever ask, are you there, that you can honest to God say, I got your back. I'm a witness of your goodness. I'm a witness of what you have done for me. And I'm going to stand in the fear of the Lord for you and all the other stuff. I do not want to partake in anymore. So we're going to clear this place here. You can bow. You can do whatever you do. But let us as a congregation, as we enter this fast, come before him and cry out for the fear of the Lord and receive even more wisdom this very moment. Stand up. Let's do it. Remember the fear of the Lord? It's a fear of the Lord, not the fear of man. Don't worry what your neighbor's doing. Don't worry what they think you're doing. Don't care about that. This is between you, me, and God. This is between us. So, Father, we come now 
as you have spoken to us this very day, that we have another opportunity to cry out to you, Holy Abba Father, for the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, that we would hear your voice, what you have created us to do, why our hands were formed, where you want us to go, what you want us to say, Father, in Jesus' name. We cry. Cry, people. Don't wait. Don't wait for anyone. This is between you and God. Lord, we come and we just say more of you this very day. As we enter this fast as a church, we cry out, Abba, Father, through the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, Jesus, the fear of the Lord is our desire. We want more of that in Jesus' name. Help us, Holy Spirit, to walk in the fear of the Lord. Everything that you have for us in Jesus' name, help us walk in that. Thank you that it is your will that we walk in the fear of the Lord. Therefore, we have confidence right now that as we pray, you hear us. And not only do you hear us, but you give us the petitions of what we have asked for. Thank you for wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of you that opens the eyes of our understanding, that we may know you more and more, that we may grow closer to your ways and what you have for us in Jesus' name. We open up our hearts to you and we say, come in and flood it with your knowledge. Come in and flood it with your light. No darkness. We do not want darkness in any way, shape or form. In the name of Jesus, we denounce, we renounce anything that is not of you in our lives. We give it to you now and we say the fear of the Lord is what we will walk in. Thank you for your grace bringing us to this place. But thank you for your power in the fear of the Lord. That we can leave this place in Jesus' name. That grace will not be a door, Lord, that we will run to. But that the front door of the fear of the Lord is where we will dwell. We will come into your presence, Lord Jesus, through the fear of the Lord. And we thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to fast. That we know what we do as we fast. As your word says that you desire, Lord, that chains be broken. You desire that burdens are removed, yokes are destroyed. That light shines, that you speak, that you are our real God as we fast. As we fast the way you want us to fast. We are here for you, Lord. We give up that which is not of you and we thank you that we can. We are not ashamed to cry out to the God of gods, to the only God who deserves all the glory. And we will say everything good that comes from us, Lord, we give you the glory, we give you the honor. We love you, we praise you, cry out people, don't stop. We're entering into a time now where he wants to change our lives. He wants to change this city. He wants to change this nation through you and I. Cry out in Jesus' name.
good, good father. And the fear of the Lord is his will for us. He's a good, good father. If we ask, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more would God give the Holy Spirit to you? We ask, Holy Spirit, now help us to walk in the fear of the Lord. Every day when we wake up, every night when we go to sleep, every decision we make, let it be made out of the fear of the Lord, the honor, the respect, the love, the gratitude that we have for our Lord. Nothing else. Thank you for the fear of the Lord. We receive now as we ask your perfect will. We receive. We have confidence that we have now more, more, more of the fear of the Lord that we will walk in as this is your will for us. And thank you that at the end of this fast, we will come together again and we will say, look what the Lord has done in our midst. Look what God has done for His people. Look at the goodness of God and how our lives have changed because of the goodness of God. So, Father, we thank you for this. We bless your name. We bless your name. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the opportunity to walk in the fear of the Lord, for wisdom and understanding, knowledge, counsel and might, and absolute, Lord, just our pleasure and delight in the fear of the Lord. We praise you. Thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you in Jesus' mighty name. If you need to go and get your kids, you can go. Don't leave if you don't have to go. Stay and speak. He wants to start even right now.
Let's push in. Holy Spirit's not going anywhere. Come. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for changing our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for taking out a heart of stone and putting in a heart of flesh, a heart that longs after you, that you write your laws on our hearts. Even this day, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for writing on our hearts, Lord. We give you our hearts. We say, write, Lord, write your laws. We give you, Lord. We give you our hearts. We give you ourselves. changing even now as we pray things are changing in your life even now as you pray and press in right now holy spirit is working host of heaven is moving things are changing as we push in right now things are changing <laughs> 